is God. I'm going to use the Bible tonight instead of the Book of Mormon. We're not going to use that. And we're not going to use the Marriott story. These are books you can find in your hotel. <laughs> and the Gideon Bible. I've always wondered if it was a sin to steal a Gideon Bible. Because it's the word, but then it's theft, but then it's the word, but then it's theft. It's a conundrum. All right. Romans chapter 4. And we're going to find out something about using our faith tonight uh, to, in a sense, activate the blessings of grace. Praise the Lord. Romans 4. And uh, we're going to begin reading at verse 7. And if it's all right with you, um, I'm going to read it from the Amplified Bible because it makes it so clear. And um, I trust that I'm not wearing that out too much. But I just think that it's, it, the way it's worded is so beautiful especially in Paul's revelation. And it'll help us to really see uh, what God's trying to get through to us tonight. Amen? Blessed and happy and to be envied are those whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered up and completely buried. I just love the language of this. This is, this is our covenant folks that I'm reading about tonight. This is what we have in Christ. Aren't you glad about that? And so this should answer the sin question and the sin issue. These kinds of scriptures. Blessed and happy and to be envied is the person of whose sin the Lord will take no account nor reckon it against him. Wow. Boy, you could just read that and go home and feel like you had something to chew on. Uh, what a wonderful thing to think that right here we sit tonight, probably we have all kinds of, of, of varying degrees of maturity, in the building and out of the building watching. Uh, we have degrees of, you know, people's struggles are different, different areas. Uh, some folks allow more things than others. And, you know, there's all that. Everybody's working out their own salvation with fear and trembling. Paul, the apostle, really only got involved with cases behavioral cases individually when they got to be extreme. You know, something extreme. Like there was a man sleeping with his stepmother and he got involved in that and gave some specific advice. But generally speaking, Paul let people work through their own things. Amen? But even with that, notice that it's... And and as... as uh, 
Pastor Kurt mentioned this morning, you know, obviously there are consequences in this life for our behavior. And I think it would be uh, irresponsible as ministers not to every now and then, not constantly, but every now and then just, you know, we have to make mention of that. The fact that uh, actions uh, evoke, uh, you know, uh, consequences. Amen? If you don't believe it, go try to rob the 7-Eleven after the service. You, if you're not shot by the store owner, you know, at least the video camera will get you and they'll eventually pick you up and your life will be redirected. Can you still be saved? Sure, you'll be saved in jail, however. And you might have one eye left. I don't know. So, you know, these these are spiritual things we're preaching here. In the practical side of living, you have to work through that. And you might want to use your mind. So there's a tip for the day. Don't get saved and lose your mind. <laughs> Amen. Well, I'm being led by the Spirit. Well, that's good, but also open your eyes and lose your mind. All right. So, um, I love it that the Lord... So, I say I'm blessed and happy and to be envied. Because I'm counting myself in on this. I'm a person whose sin the Lord has taken no account and will not reckon it against me. Amen. Well, then, wouldn't that give us a license to just sin all the more because there's not going to be any reckoning against us? And it's like, no, because I don't want the consequences. Paul said all things are lawful, but they're not expedient or profitable. So why would you want to do a bunch of stuff that's not profitable? This is just real common sense. Praise the Lord. Not super, super, not super deep. Is this blessing, this happiness? Now, where's the happiness coming from? He says, because of not having anything against us from God. Isn't that nice? Isn't that a nice thing? I think that's a great thing. We don't have, God's not mad at us. God's not disappointed in us. God's not looking at us going, man, what was I thinking? (laughs) You know, you were never supposed to be and something happened. I don't know. Uh, Is this blessing? Now, the Bible calls it a blessing. How many believe that's a blessing? This, this lack of having things held against us. I think it's a blessing. I think it's a blessing because I'm not perfect. Just ask my wife after the service. She can give you the short list. Well, he's got many problems, let me tell you. One lady came to me one time and she said, I don't know, there's just something about your ministry. Just There's just something about it that's, that's off. She was a parking lot prophet, a discerner. (laughs) 
a discerner of evil things about ministries. That was her assignment. She said, there's just something about your ministry. I said, lady, how much time you got? I said, something. I said, I got a whole list of stuff wrong with me. You want the short list or the long one? The, the, the major problems are including the minor ones. She didn't know what to do with that. Somehow she's believing that if you're in the ministry, everything's supposed to be perfect first. Well, then we don't have a ministry. Nobody's got one. God shot himself in the foot by having to use people. I've heard pastors say, you know, these holiness guys, you know, calling for holiness to return. They've said, well, I'm going to get all the sin out of my church. I said, well, you keep preaching like that, uh, the, you, you, that'll, you'll accomplish that. Because if you get rid of all the people, you'll have a clean church. So she said, there's just something, there's something about you. And she's looking at me and backing away. Just something about you. That's not right. And I said, sister, there's a lot not right. I said, I just don't understand it either. Why would God use me? But he does. Praise God. Somehow we help folks get miracles and God does it. It's just the craziest thing. That wasn't the answer she was looking for. She got mad after that. Bless her heart. She had to get out 1 Corinthians 13 before she could sleep and walk in love towards me. Because there's so much wrong. Praise the Lord. I'm glad she wasn't on the committee that decided. Vote me out. Is this blessing... Happiness. Glory to God. Blessing brings happiness. Is this happiness then meant only for the circumcised? Talking about the Jews, the, the Israelites and so forth. Those that were following Moses example with that, with the Abrahamic, the original Abrahamic covenant. That's what he means by the circumcised. Would it meant only for the circumcised or also for the uncircumcised? We say that faith was credited to Abraham as righteousness. Uh, how then was it credited to him? We're in verse 10. Was it before or after he had been circumcised? Now this is important because such emphasis was placed on externalism by the Judaizers in the church, by the legalist, by the lawmongers. <laughs> that he just used circumcision as the example. Because that's when it gets extreme, when you get the surgical equipment out.
If you're in a real legalistic church, you might want to stay out of the back room. (laughs) That door that's not marked. I just knew something was going on in there. I just knew it. I just knew it. Was it before or after he'd been circumcised? Inquiring minds want to know. These people were obsessed with this surgery. So much so that they sent spies out to see about Titus. See about Titus. That's a weird group. Can you? Can you imagine that, that service? We have a ministry position open. We need volunteers. To go out and spy on some people. Well, what is it exactly that we're looking for? You don't want to know. Poor Titus. Yeah. Uh, was it before or after he'd been circumcised? Well, it was not after, but before, thank God. That and, and, and spiritually, that's important. Because his righteousness and his right standing with God was not based on law-keeping. But based on something else. It was based on his love. And relationship with God. It was not but after, but before he was circumcised. He received the mark of circumcision as a token or an evidence and seal of the righteousness which he had by faith. While he was still uncircumcised. Faith so that he was to be made the father of all who truly Keep all the rules, including circumcision. Is that what it says? No, who truly what? Believe. It seems that we're back to that. Though without circumcision and the, and who? I'm sorry. Hold, hold on. May the father of all who truly believe, though without circumcision and, and who thus have righteousness, right standing with God, imputed to them by God and credited to their account. Woo! Glory! This is all good news. As well as that he be made 
the father of those circumcised persons who are not merely circumcised, meaning literally, physically, but also walk in the way of that faith, which our father Abraham, Abraham had before he was circumcised. For the promise to Abraham or his posterity that he should inherit the world did not come through observing the commands of the law. But through the righteousness of faith. Now faith, folks, faith was never supposed to become this big, you know, works program. Where we have to, oh, it's time to use our faith. Oh God, back to that. Last time I did that, I nearly died, you know. But it finally came through, you know. I heard Jerry Savelle say one time that this woman came to him. She was very sick. She came and she said, Brother Savelle, you know, I'm really sick. And he said, well, can I pray for your ministry? Yeah, but she says, you know, she said, uh, you know, I, I had this several years ago. I mean, some life-threatening disease. I had this like four years ago. And I used my faith and I got my healing. And he said, well, that's great. And she says, well, what, what should I do now? He says, well, let's use our faith again. She goes, oh, God, anything but that. <laughs> Not that again. I don't think I can go through that again. For her faith was such a, a work, such a journey, such a hard thing to have to do that she didn't want to go through that again. But see, somehow it's just the wrong impression we've gotten. Because there is authority in our words and so forth and so on. But the problem is, is when we, when we, when we forget that faith is about trusting that God's not a liar. Really? I'm so deep, it'll scare you. The Greek word for liar is friar. I don't know. <laughs> but the point is, is that um, God's not a liar. And the Bible says, I'm a big Bible guy. What does the Bible say? Well, I don't know. I had a goosebump last night and I was trying to read it. Great. You know, I just said, for me, I've got to find it in the Word. And then it comes somehow for me, if I find it printed on the page, it becomes life to me and I can count on it. And even if I feel nothing, because sometimes I feel a negative thing. That's the trouble with feelings. It's great if the feelings confirm the Word. Woo! I, I read that and I just, I just had a little Pentecostal Tourette's come on me. I couldn't stop it. Well, that's great when you have it like that. But there's other times that you read the Word. You read the Word, you, you praise the Lord, and you feel worse than you did. You get up and praise the Lord, and they I think I've got to go puke now. You ever been there? 
Or the more you, the more you shout, the harder your mind says, you ain't got nothing. So that's why feelings are a little funky for me. Because they're, they're, it's great when they're there and it's positive, but it's bad when they're there and it's negative. And then you're going, I don't know. Well, you know, because I, my whole thing is God's not a liar. And if the Bible says that Jesus paid it all, then bless God, He paid it. Well, I just don't feel like I used to. Well, why don't we hit you in the head with something so you can make sure you're still feeling things? I've always thought that churches should be geared up with, you know, equipped with electric buzzers in the seats. Like, sort of like a, you know, like a sort of one, a taser thing. And uh, you, the pastor could have a switchboard here. Oh, looks like Sister Smith sitting in the third row is not enjoying the service. She's going to leave and, 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 and not come back because she's not feeling the power. Woo! I tell you. The anointings in this church. I'm I'm bringing three friends tonight. Yeah, we Pentecostal dudes. We'll figure out how to keep you in church, man. We'll zap you in ways you never imagined. Get a little something in the hand. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God, if that doesn't work, we'll put you on the youth bus to Six Flags. You'll never be the same. Praise the Lord. Amen. My wife was speaking for a a group of women. We won't say their names, but they glow a lot. And uh, Cherie's getting ready to be introduced. You know, we always have, you know, Cherie Horton here, her and her husband around the world, blah, blah, blah. You know, she's going to bring the word. But don't forget, next month our speaker is Sister So-and-so. And when she prays for you, a blue flame shoots out of her arm. They say, literally said that. And Cherie said, well, gee, what am I going to do? I mean, I, I've i got my verses here. My teaching and my testimony. But I don't have any, you know, pyrotechnics or anything to offer. Green slime comes out your eyes. You know. Praise God. God's got all kind of people out there, didn't he? All right. Where are we? All that's in the Bible, what I said right there. All right, now. No, it's not. It's a lie. All right.
Praise the Lord. We were up in circumcision here. Uh, okay. He says, talking about, in verse 12, walking in the way of the faith, which our father Abraham had before he was circumcised. For the promise to Abraham, verse 13, or his posterity, those who would come out, that he should inherit the world did not come through the observing the commands of the law, but through the righteousness of faith. That's where we stopped on the word faith, right? Okay. If it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs, then faith is made futile and empty of all meaning, and the promise of God is made void, is annulled and has no power. This is why mixture, mixing it up, you know, a little bit of works and a little bit of faith is devastating. For the law results in divine wrath. Well, man, I want to avoid that. But where there is no law, there is no transgression of it either. Therefore, inheriting... Are you enjoying these verses? I, I like them. Therefore, inheriting... I don't read verses I don't like. Therefore, inheriting the promise... Why would you do that? Is the outcome of faith and depends entirely... Depends what? Primarily? Entirely. Depends entirely on faith. Woo! Or trust, as Pastor Steve said. In order that it might be given as an act of grace, unmerited favor. It might be what? Earned, offered, given. For God so loved the world that he gave something. To make it stable and valid and guaranteed... Hallelujah. Guaranteed. <laughs> I love things with guarantees. To all his descendants. Now, who are those? Not only to the devotees and inherents of the law, but also to those who share the faith of Abraham. Oh, good. That's me. Who is thus the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. He was appointed our father in the sight of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and speaks of the non-existent things. Called, uh, King James calls it calling those things that be not as though they were. He has foretold and promised as if they already existed. Now I'm kind of here connecting on to what Brother Dennis said last night. Talking about reaching into the future and pulling out from the future what you need now. Calling those things that be not as though they were. Hallelujah. Reaching out into the future and bringing it into today. Amen. The only thing that's kind of different about this for us now, see, he's talking in terms for Abraham of a future thing that's going to happen. It's going to seal all this deal. 
What sealed it? The blood of Jesus. That's the sealer. But guess what? That happened. Past tense. He got nailed to that cross. And he was buried. And bless God, he got up. (laughs) And ascended. And sat down in authority. And we're in him. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to show you how to do something here. Because the Bible talks here about strong faith. And I'm going to show you how you ex- how many like to know how you, how do you, how do you exercise strong faith? How, how do you, how do you get into that? I'm going to show you how to do that. It's really deep. So, you know, get on your deep, your deep outfit. Whatever that is. Tyvek suit of faith. I don't know. Praise the Lord. So he said, not only the devotees and adherents, but those who are the, the, in the faith of Abraham. And then he talks about calling those things that be not as though they were. Now look at verse 18. And uh, we are going to now jump over to the King James Bible because it's, it's more concise and it, it gets it said what we need to say. Talking about Abraham here. Who against hope, verse 18, believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken or prophesied. So shall thy seed be. But folks, we're not, we're not partaking tonight of the provisions of God on a prophecy. We're partaking of a fulfilled prophecy, of a provision. If Abraham could receive this prophecy, and it's all futuristic, and God, as Brother Dennis so so eloquently put it last night, he could reach into the future. Abraham's enjoying the benefits of a paid deal. That's not paid yet. (laughs) I'm excited. Glory to God. Might jump on the third row. Actually, I stopped doing that. I used to get so excited preaching that I would get up on the chairs. Until... I had two incidents. I was in this church in New England. and They had bought an old uh, theater building, you know, and redone it. And they had theater seats. And I'm up in the air. I'm so excited. And I'm flying through the air to the third row. I was younger. And I'm flying to the third row. And I would land my feet on the armchairs of the, you know, the... But I looked, and where my left foot was going to go, there was a lady's arm. So I lost my balance and went down into the crack of the theater seat when my legs were in my face. You understand, I went hiney first, right into that crack. 
And I fold it up and my feet are here with my face. And I'm stuck. I can't get out. I'm wedged. The ushers had to be organized. Yeah. And they had to extract me. Needless to say, the pastor was not happy. Mainly because he had just gone on television in that town in New England. Connecticut, actually. And uh, that doesn't look pretty on TV. This is before Seeker Sensitive. He didn't invite me back. So I swore off, you know, jumping on chairs for a short while. But then I got inspired. I was in South Carolina in this meeting. And it was in a rented place and they had, you know, just a, just a hard surface floor and folding chairs, metal folding chairs. You need to know that. They weren't padded. That would have helped. (laughs) And I got excited and I was going to fly through the air and land on the front row. There was nobody there. And uh, when I did, I forgot that I was tethered (laughs) to the sound system by a cable. It wasn't a wireless mic. That... Shore Brothers Cannon Connector held strong. <laughs> so I went through the air and the thing went taut. Bing! And I'm like the dog at the end of the chain, man. I went flying and wham! Bam! I go down and I caught my bottom lip on the edge of a metal folding chair. And as I got up and I began to talk, I go, put my bottom lip, I go, swell it up. I go, I have the rest of the sermon. With the bottom of a swollen. How many of you tonight have enjoyed this meeting? So after that, I stopped. I promise I won't do it. It's just not my thing to do. I'll just have to scream and holler to be excited. Hallelujah. Look at, uh, according to that which was spoken or prophesied. Now, verse 19, being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he's about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. That's where I wanted to get to. Because yeah. so, sometimes people ask me, well, what, I, I, give me something to do. I need to do something. I feel like I need to, you know, participate here. Amen. Now, there's a difference in dead works and just participating yeah. with the program. Yeah. 
And here it says, he, because now, see the thing that's exciting about these verses is that Paul is using Abraham as the example of something that he got by faith in the future finished work. But to me, it's even greater for us because we're not talking a future finished work. We're talking past tense. It's a historical fact. Praise the Lord. The power of the devil is broken. I got real evangelistic tonight, didn't I? The power of the devil is broken. Sickness and disease has been broken. Power stripped. Hallelujah. Say, well, it's cancer, Brother David. Well, cancer is not bigger than Jesus. Amen. Well, they're talking foreclosure. They're talking bankruptcy. They're talking whatever. Listen, none of that is bigger than God's provision through the finished work. Hallelujah. If he freely gave us all things, what good thing would he, would he withhold? I hope this is helping you. Being, he's, look at this. He staggered out the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. Look at this. Giving glory to God. And while giving glory to God, he was fully persuaded that what God had promised he was able also to perform. Verse 23 says it was not written for his sake alone. Verse 24 says, but for us also. It's written for us also. To whom it shall be imputed if we believe that we've received. No, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus Our Lord from the dead. Folks, in this faith for righteousness is our healing. Is our, it's, it's a travesty that we've divided up salvation, healing, prosperity. We gotta have a seminar for each one. No, 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 no. It's all the same redemptive work. Oh, that's what's coming alive to me. It's all the same redemptive work. What is it we have to believe? Well, I have to believe that I grow a new kidney. I have to believe I have to stand in faith and I have to confess that 900,000 times a day. And I have to, you know, until my head falls off and then I got another problem. No. No, 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 no. You don't have to believe. Listen, let me tell you what you don't have to believe. You don't have to believe in your healing. Believe it in. You know what I mean by believing it in? Working in. You don't have to believe in your healing. You don't have to work it in. Faith it in. You don't have to use faith out there. Try to reel it in. That's what I meant. You don't have to believe in. Believe it in. I mean, this is the terminology I've heard. I gotta believe it in. I gotta believe the money in. I'm gonna believe it in. I gotta stand. I gotta have a miracle. I'll tell you. It's gonna take a miracle. Oh God. Give us a miracle. No, I'm telling you, this is where we go. This is where we go. Let's, let's alert the prayer team. And this time, we mean real prayer. Pray hard. we got to have Chinese diverse kind of tongues going. 
We got to get over in the. I mean, we got to do all. We got to do all kinds of old things, man. What was the prayer meeting like? Did you get to the Chinese Mandarin sounding stuff? Because if you don't, you're not really deep. I heard that said on Christian TV. I'm not making that up. I'm not that creative. That's, that was public broadcasted. Sure. Millions watch that. Think, well, I don't remember the last time I did Chinese sound in tongues. But I've been there. Okay, where we did it. Hallelujah. Oh, I get in trouble. All right, I don't care. All right, who, who, look at this. If we believe, what do we got to believe? We got, well, I got to believe, I got to believe that the cancer is going to dry up and I got to believe all kinds of miracles and I got to believe, you, how many know what I'm talking about? Like your challenge, like you got to believe this big thing. You got to believe the impossible, you know, like way out there stuff. You got to believe for all kinds of things that seem, you know, big to believe. But that's not what Abraham believed. Abraham did not have to believe uh, that he, for all the, the the healings and miracles in his body to 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 uh, to have this baby, he didn't have to believe all that for Sarah. You understand? He just had to believe that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. That's all he had to believe. Folks, you don't have to believe in, believe it, believe it in. You know what I'm saying? Like using it as a verb. You don't have to work in your healing, work in your money, work in your deliverance. You don't have to do that. It says here, if you believe on him that raised up Jesus, our Lord, from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Do you believe... That God is able. Are you fully persuaded that God is not a liar? If you can just believe that God. Ah, I'm excited. I might get on the chair. I don't know. I'm tempted. The nicer the chair, the more I'm tempted to get on it. Stay over here. Where there's no... And now I'm out of the light. I got all kinds of problems. Stay in the light. I was told once. There's a there's a there's parameters here. Listen, I'm stay away from the chairs. I'm excited though because I'm excited because of how easy it is. That's the part that that inspires me because I don't like hard stuff. I don't like to do a lot of hard things. But I like easy things. And I'll tell you what, this is easy. Folks, believing for a miracle in your life tonight is the easiest thing you'll ever do once you understand that. It's not hard. It doesn't have to be the lady at the Jerry Savelle meeting saying, Oh, Brother Savelle, oh, no, no, I don't like the bad. I don't want to do that. You know, and he was like looking at her in wonder and amazement. Why is it so hard? Where you're missing it. But you see, it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna face this out. <laughs> I'm standing in my stripes. I was healed. Uh, you ever seen somebody like that? I've been there. I'm gonna believe God. 
You know, no, praise God, it doesn't have to be difficult and hard old way. Hallelujah, I'm not, I don't have to believe, even, listen, even believing, even believing Mark 11, 23 about saying things. You don't have, you don't have to believe that that one thing, you've got to have enough faith to speak that and make it happen. You just have to believe what Jesus said, that everything you say comes to pass. How much faith does it take to get that to work? However much courage you have to say it. (laughs) That's as deep as it gets, folks. It's not any harder than that. Once I saw that, I'm telling you, my faith soared. I mean, we... I asked... Do you want to know a little something? I asked Brother Hagin one time, personally, I asked him, I said, how many times, because see, I'm trying to get this faith thing. Is this helping anybody tonight? How many times, Brother Hagin, who wrote the book on faith? He did. The guy that wrote, we wrote the book on faith. That could be the motto at Rama. We wrote the book on faith. That's what I'd do if I had it. We wrote the book on it. You want to talk about faith? We wrote the book on it. But, uh, Brother Hagen, I said, Brother Hagen, how many times do you confess something before it manifests? I want to know if I'm anywhere near the number. Really? Is it take, is, if it takes 300 times, let's start counting them off. How fast can you talk? Speed confession. You could start that. You could sell that in the back of Charisma. Speed confession course. Get your miracle quicker. Leave out, you know, anyway, uh, unnecessary words. How many times do you say it before it comes to pass? He said, once. Why? Now, now, it was like, he looked like deer caught in the headlights. Like, what a stupid question. I know what he's thinking. Well, why would you ask some stupid like that? I said, Brother Hagin, I mean, once, why? Oh, no, no, I was just wondering. <laughs> that's me too. I just, that's, 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 that's the way it works for me. I just, I, I just wanted to make sure, you know, that I was, you know, correct, I guess. You know. Okay, well, thanks. Sorry to bother you. I'll go find something to do here in the office. <laughs> I think the organ needs polishing or something. Else. So, <laughs> how many times? Once. Oh, boy, that haunted me. Because all around us was all these folks saying, oh, you got to say it so many times. They'd give you confession sheets. And, you know, you check it off, you know, three, you know, so many times in the morning, so many times in the afternoon. How many know what I'm talking about? Anybody ever been there? Craziness, man. Get you on a treadmill. Work, the problem with treadmills, I mean, it's an exercise, but you don't get anywhere. <laughs> I'll go faster. Well, you still don't get anywhere. You're still in the same room you started in. And that's, I call it the works treadmill. We just get on it and sweat and everything. And it's like, whoo, this feels great. I'm making progress. Well, in terms of walking, you're not, you're not making any progress. In terms of transportation, you're not making any. You're not getting anywhere. Well, I was like, well, why do we have to say it 900 times? Well, you don't. That's the point. We're missing the point of it. The authority is, 
I agree with God. I agree with the finished work. I agree with what Jesus did. I agree that, that He de- defeated the devil in hell. I agree that He broke the back of Satan. I agree that He took captivity captive and let it out. Amen. I'm not bound to that. And that's... So, so back to Abraham. So what is it he's got to believe? He's believing that what God has promised, he's able to perform. He's saying, I believe God's not lying. If God says it's so, and I can do it, then that's it. End of story. Amen. Now, anybody can believe that. If you ask any church in the city of Sarasota, no matter what brand or stripe, <laughs> as we say, or, 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 or denomination, can, does, can, does God have the ability... To, to do what he said. Every church in town would say yes. Praise God. There's the end of our faith. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. I believe in Jesus. I believe in Jesus. Therefore, I believe in healing. I believe in miracles. I believe in a provision. I believe in all those things. Hallelujah. So, so you say, well, I give me something to do. Okay, here's something to do. This is really difficult. You might want to write it down in Greek, Hebrew. Tongues and interpretation and Swahili. You ever written tongues? I heard of a guy that was going to translate tongues and he had it writing it out. Hekimo shandala bahatai. Shika shika. Going to write it out. He was a linguist. He was going to figure it out. Uh, apparently can be done. Uh, written out. So, uh, at any rate, here's something to do. We'll just do, how about we just do what Abraham did? It says he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. That what he had promised, he was able also to perform. So, what does strong faith look like? Here's what it looks like. Glory to God! Glory to God. Glory to God. (laughs) That's what strong faith looks like. That's what it sounds like. Glory to God. Well, what are you glorying to God about? What are you saying? I'm saying that it's done. Glory to God. Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. And by taking away the sins, He's taken the curse. If you remove the sin, there is nothing for sickness to grow on. It's not our sins. It's the sins of the world. It's the sin of fallen Adam. It's the sin. God came. We got a new man, Adam. Hallelujah. We're not after the order of the first one. But we are sons according to the second one. Hallelujah. Redeemed. We're as healed as Jesus. We're as prosperous as heaven. Preach, Brother David. Glory to God. See, it's easy to say that. Glory to God. 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 Hallelujah. What about your healing? Glory to God. <laughs> what about your children that are gone bonkers? Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
What about your money that you need um, tomorrow morning or they're coming to take the car? Glory to God. Hallelujah. It doesn't get any deeper than that. If you're saying much more than that, you're probably out in la-la land somewhere. It's never supposed to become this hard old way. One evangelist used to sing the song, I know the road is rocky, up the throne, you know. God, help us. Well, then you on the wrong road, brother. If you owned a rocky, hard and rocky road, the hard old way. You know what straight and narrow means anyway? You know, did you ever think about that? The straight, well, you know, y'all just need to get on the straight and narrow. Wide is the way that leads from, you know, in straight and narrow way. You know, I heard that my whole life. I gotta get on that straight and narrow road. Boy, I gotta just be on that thing. Let me tell you, it's straight and narrow because it's so simple. It's not wide and broad and crazy. It's simple. It's Jesus is the way. Hallelujah. That's straight and narrow. Not walking the, the, you know, like our, our, our brother Nick that walks that tightrope over Niagara Falls here. I'm watching that on TV, you know. How many watch that on TV, you know? I'm, my pastor was there. I'm watching on TV and I'm thinking, oh God! You know, I'm just like praying in time. I'm praying everything. I'm in works and faith and everything. Whatever it takes, cause, you know, we're like, I, you know, I know he'll make it, but I don't, you know. But in a sense, that's what religion has made us think about faith and about God and Jesus and holiness and everything. It's like a tightrope, and you'd have to be a specially trained Christian to, I mean, you know, I mean, it takes training and years, your whole life to do that. But, you know, it's, that's the way we're, we think, isn't it? Like it takes a lot of training you know, to get up there on that thing, you know, and walk it. Got to have special shoes, I found out. I found all this out on TV. It's amazing what you can find out on TV. Right? But Brother Nick, he's got to wear these special shoes. And you got to have it. And that's the way we get to thinking about church. We've got to have everything special. And special faith and special anointing and, and, and you gotta pray in tongues a special way and hold your mouth on that side, you know. The Lord said the anointing's in this part of the room. Every, let's rush over here. You know. I mean, it never ends. It's craziness. Why? Because we're off the straight and narrow way. We're into the wide, wacky world of I don't know what. Worldwide nonsense is what it is. It's externalism. Will you stay down that straight and narrow road of faith? Amen. All right, it's enough preaching. Praise God. Let's lift our hands and thank God. We'll see which direction we're going to go here. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Strong in faith. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God for the direction and success of our ministries. Glory to God. Success in the sense of influence and helping people. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Now, the life of God is in me as a believer. And, you know, God equips us 
you know, in our offices that we stand in. You know, I stand in the office of an evangelist. I don't know if you can tell or not. <laughs> Why does he yell a lot? Because he's an evangelist. <laughs> Try to shock you into something. You say, what's the evangelist ministry? You blow in, blow up, and blow out. It's about right, isn't it? Hallelujah. It's good to work if you can get it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I think we ought to laugh a lot in church. <laughs> We've been crying for so many years. It's time to balance it. I'm all for balance. Let's laugh. Praise the Lord. But I'm, I'm here tonight to minister to you. Praise the Lord. God uses us. To, to, to help folks get their miracle. If you need healing tonight, anywhere in your body, just come down here. Praise the Lord. Amen. If you need healing, you need a miracle. Thank you, Jesus. Sure, you come help me.